Hello, and thanks for coming back with me. My name is Andrew, and welcome to the Bundesliga. We are now in episode three of the show, and today we will be discussing players and coaches in the transfer window. We're going to be talking about what coaching changes happened during the transfer window and any player changes to and from the Bundesliga during this summer's transfer window. That's what we're going to talk about. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to go a little bit off topic, still kind of related, but a little bit off topic. So stick around for that. So let's get started. First, we're going to talk about coaching transfers and coaches that came and left teams in the Bundesliga this offseason. Let's start off with Dortmund. Now, if you guys listened to the last episode, um, I talked in depth about this, about Dortmund's uh, whirlwind season last year, um, how they fired a coach halfway through and then got a new coach that lasted to the end of the season. And then in the offseason, they were looking for a new coach. They were coachless and needed someone to steer the team into the future. They ended up going with Lucien Favre. Uh, no stranger to the Bundesliga, he's coached Hertha Berlin before, he's coached uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach before, he's also been in the Swiss League and won the Swiss League, um, I believe once or twice, and most recently he was the coach of Nice in France for two seasons. So all-around experienced coach, experienced in the Bundesliga with two prior spells, and now he's back with Dortmund, one of the powerhouse teams in the Bundesliga to try and kind of fix their woes from last season and try to you know, elevate them to a very powerful position. Now, something cool about uh, Lucien Favre is his style of play and uh, style of coaching is very good for the development of young players or players in general. He's very good at kind of finding diamonds in the rough and giving them a shot in the first team and having them develop into really, really good players. He did this with Marco Royce. He did this with Granite Shaka and a lot of other players. He was able to find players and develop them into, into, into stars. He did it also with, uh, I believe, Bernd Leno or, or whoever the goalkeeper was uh, at Gladbach. I believe it was Bernd Leno or, or Ter Stegen. Yeah, he did this with Marc-Andre Ter Stegen as well, who ended up going to, uh, to Barcelona. But when he was with Gladbach, he really, really developed Ter Stegen. So it's going to be interesting to see how Dortmund does this year. They do have a, a crop of young players, so hopefully Faber is able to work his magic with them. Players like uh, Jaden Sancho so, and uh, Christian Pulisic. So hopefully he's able to kind of work his magic with them and uh, develop them into successful players. Cool. Moving on. Next. Bayern Munich. So also in the previous episode, if you guys want to give it a listen, I discussed Bayern Munich's coaching situation where we started the season with Ancelotti, then he got sacked after the PSG Champions League game. We brought on Jupp Heynckes, finished out the season, but same situation. He was only on a contract to the end of the season, so we were also in the market for a new coach. Along comes Nico Kovac from Eintracht Frankfurt. We ended up signing him. He had a great audition at the DFB-Pokal final where he was able to defeat Bayern Munich with his team at the time, Eintracht Frankfurt. In my opinion, that was a great, great audition and kind of gave me hopes for the future with uh, Niko Kovac. If he was able to be the team of superstars with a team that is not of as high caliber or high notoriety, 
um, and coach them to a Pokal final and a victory against Bayern, that speaks volumes to his attributes as a coach and his skill as a trainer. So I'm looking forward to this season to see how he fits in with the team and how he's able to manage the personalities of, of superstar players. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Next, moving on to RB Leipzig. They rehired their old coach who got them actually promoted to the first Bundesliga in Ralph Ragnick. He coached the team when they were in the second Bundesliga. He was the one that got them promoted. He's also been with the team for a while, I believe. In addition to that, he has coached many other Bundesliga teams, uh, namely Stuttgart, Hanover, Hoffenheim, and he's had two spells at Schalke. So he's no stranger to the Bundesliga, no stranger to German players or the German league in general. He even won the second Bundesliga league title with Hanover, and he won the Pokal and the Super Cup with Schalke. So he's got a, quite a trophy case, and with the quality of the team of RB Leipzig right now, hopefully he's able to do something special with them. They've been really good in the two years that they have been in the Bundesliga, so hopefully he's able to continue that success with them. So those were some of the highlights of the coaching changes in the Bundesliga. Now we're going to move on to some of the player changes during this transfer window in the Bundesliga. So to begin, I'll be talking about my own team, Bayern. So Bayern in this transfer season wasn't too active. We got rid of a couple of players because we were, I guess, had a lot of depth in certain positions. So we got rid of some players. First off, we got rid of Arturo Vidal, which I was very, very upset with. I'm very not happy about that. He had one year left on his contract. He was, in my opinion, one of the most aggressive and underrated box-to-box -box midfielders in the world. He was a yellow and red card magnet, but there's no one who could light a fire under their team more than Arturo Vidal. If we played the first half of a game and we're getting complacent and we're passing the ball and crossing the ball into the box and not getting any opportunities, any goals, or if the other team is outplaying us and fouling us and you know we're not really doing anything, you put on Vidal and you best believe that that game is going to get scrappy, it's going to get aggressive, and it's going to light a fire under his teammates where they're going to make runs, they're going to you know, make better passes, they're going to want to score, they're going to want to put the ball in the back of the net because of his play style, because of his aggression and passion. He was a player that... Whenever I saw him in the starting lineup, I'm like, all right, this is, this is going to be a fun game to watch. This is going to be one to enjoy. And we sold him to Barcelona. Glad to see him move on to another amazing, amazing team. He's had a pretty storied career, starting at Leverkusen, going to Juventus, coming to Bayern, and now going to Barcelona. He's got to play in a lot of great teams, and I wish him the best in the future. I wish you the best of luck in the future, and thank you, Vidal, for your time at... Bayern, I enjoyed it, and I'll always follow you. Next, we sold Juan Bernat to Paris Saint-Germain. He was our backup left back. He'd play where Alba did. To be honest, I don't really think he was up to par with the type of quality you expect in a player that plays on Bayern Munich. I wasn't too upset about uh, losing him. Hopefully he does well at PSG. That's another team that you know really expect quality from, so I was kind of surprised that he went there. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to like a mid-tier Spanish team or another mid-tier Bundesliga team. I was kind of surprised that Paris picked him up, but I do wish him the best. 
and hopefully he has lots of success in the future. And the last transfer that happened in Bayern was we got rid of another midfielder, Sebastian Rudy, over to Schalke. He was a great player, but didn't really have a spot in the starting lineup because of Bayern's midfield being so deep, having so many players in that role. And especially with Ronaldo Sanchez coming back from Swansea on loan, there was so, so much competition in that midfield that we had to get rid of someone, and unfortunately that was Rudy. Hopefully he'll get a consistent playing time and starting time at Schalke, which he wasn't getting at Bayern, and that'll help his development. Um, you know, Bayern's midfield, we have players like Thiago, like Leon Goretzka, like Renato Sanchez, like Corentin Tolisso, like Javi Martinez. So we have a real, real stacked midfield, and unfortunately, some players had to go. Rudy, I'm okay with letting go. Vidal, I was upset with letting go. But that's the future. We have to focus on um, you know, some of the younger players. So hopefully the changes you made will benefit the team. And I'm looking forward to the future. Next, we have Eintracht Frankfurt. So they won the DFB Pokal against Bayern last season. They did lose a couple people, namely Niko Kovac, who came to coach Bayern, and then they also lost Lukas Radetzky, who was their star goalkeeper. He was actually voted the goalkeeper of the season in the Bundesliga. He was transferred over to Leverkusen, so then Frankfurt was in the market for a goalkeeper, and they were actually able to get Kevin Trapp on loan from PSG. So now Kevin Trapp's Frankfurt's goalkeeper, so there's that. Next, we have Hoffenheim. They were able to pick up a young player from Arsenal named Reese Nelson. And there's recently been like an influx of, you know, young players, youth academy players from England over to the Bundesliga. You know, a year ago, uh, Jaden Sancho came over to Dortmund. And, you know, look at him this season. He's, he's killing it. He was player of the month in October. So Hoffenheim kind of took a risk on on this young guy, uh, Reese Nelson. They got him on one year or two year, or I don't know, they got him on loan from Arsenal. So they're kind of hoping that they can uh, develop him into someone good. Same way that, you know, Bayern got Serge Gnabry a few years ago from Arsenal and then loaned him out to another Bundesliga team to develop and now we have him back in our lineup and he's playing great as well. So I think a lot of Bundesliga teams are gonna start taking chances on some uh, young English players and hoping to develop them into great talent. All right, so next we have RB Leipzig. So this was a deal that was finalized before the summer transfer window, but it was initiated in the summer transfer window, and that was Nabi Keita over to Liverpool for 77 million euros. So that is a wonderful, wonderful signing by Liverpool. Um, Nabi Keita is an amazing, amazing midfielder, a great player. He's gonna be a great addition to Liverpool's team you know, along with Salah and Sadio Mane and their whole squad. He's going to be a great, great player. Big loss for RB Leipzig, but, you know, they got a lot of money for him and hopefully they're going to be able to work up a squad that is going to be competitive. And lastly, we have Dortmund. So Dortmund, I think, made one of the best kind of signings of the transfer window in... Francisco Alcacer, Paco Alcacer. 
he has been an amazing, amazing player for them. And really, there was no way to kind of predict how strong of a player he was going to be for them. The first couple of games of the season, they didn't even start him. And he would come off the bench and score and come off the bench and score and come off the bench and score. And this continued, continued on. He's had he has the best goal ratio per minutes played in the Bundesliga this season because of the fact of he would never play full games. He'd play 20 to 30 minutes and score sometimes twice in those 30 minutes on the field. So picking up Paco Alcácer from Barcelona was one of the best signings, I think, in this Bundesliga offseason. Congrats to Dortmund on that. Now they have a, a real good squad to build around for the future. They have Marco Royce back. They have a young player in Jaden Sancho. They have a young American in Christian Pulisic. They have Paco Alcácer. So now they really have a squad that can start building a future around and you know they're already doing well this season I'm not gonna say I hope it continues but it definitely is gonna make for some interesting Der Klassikers it's gonna make for some interesting Riviera Derbies it's gonna make an interesting Bundesliga race in general when you have more competitive teams and this year Dortmund is one of those competitive teams so there's two more transfers I want to talk about for Dortmund so the first one I want to talk about is Nori Shaheen He's one of Dortmund's uh, longtime players, been with the squad for a bunch of years. He was transferred over to Bremen. And then the second is Socrates. He was transferred over to Arsenal. So these players, in my opinion, were kind of two core important players of Dortmund. Um, and they were both transferred out in this most recent transfer window. So seeing them leave the team is almost like a sign that Dortmund is willing to go in a different direction, potentially a younger direction and it remains to be seen how it's going to work out for them. Those are the major player transfers. I went over the major coaching transfers. And now the last bit of kind of related news is something that's a little bit adjacent to the Bundesliga, but still relevant, and that is Tyler Adams and Jesse Marsh. So I'm actually a New York Red Bulls fan. They are my MLS team. I don't have season tickets, but some of my buddies do, and I go to games very, very frequently. I... I'm always in the South Ward, you know, cheering the team on. So I've gotten to see the team play over the last couple years. I got to see them under the Red Bull coach, Jesse Marsh, who in the middle of the MLS season, which was during the transfer window for Europe, actually brought over to RB Leipzig as an assistant manager. So he is currently the assistant manager of RB Leipzig. And it's rumored at some point during his future, he will become the head coach of RB Leipzig. So we will see that in the coming months, if that's true or not. But I wish the very, very best for Jesse Marsh with RB Leipzig. I'm not gonna change my affiliation over to RB Leipzig, even though I'm a Red Bull fan, still a diehard Bayern fan, but I do wish him the best of luck and hopefully he does become the coach of RB Leipzig. That'd be great to see. Next transfer over is another Red Bull related one is actually the young homegrown academy player from New York Red Bull in Tyler Adams. This is a young, great, fun player to watch. Whenever he's on the pitch at uh, Red Bull Arena, it is, it is so much fun to watch him. 19 years old, he's won the Supporters Shield with us this year. He's a joy to watch and he is following Jesse Marsh over to RB Leipzig and I wish him the best as well. Like mentioned before, RB Leipzig lost 
Nabi Keita, and while Tyler Adams is not yet at the quality of Nabi Keita, he is a young player who plays in the midfield, and hopefully with the development of RB Leipzig can, you know, be a great, great player for their future. So that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. Best of luck to Jesse Marsh and Tyler Adams. So there you have it. That is episode three, talking about the coaches and players transfers in the offseason. So I encourage everyone to check out my social media profiles. If you search on Instagram, it's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores. I encourage you to send me emails. Uh, my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. Both of these will be in the description. And once these podcasts are up, I will start posting more and more regularly on the Instagram account. Once again, it's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between all the words. And my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. I encourage you guys to send me questions, to send me interesting stories, to ask me questions. Maybe, you know, sometimes I'll pick one or two questions at the end of an episode to answer on air. So please go ahead and do that. Check the description below in the show notes. You will see a bunch of articles and links to things that I've mentioned in this episode. So that's that. Have a great day, guys, and I'll see you in episode four. Hey.